You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. made it to three top we actually made it to the last segment of the evening yep three we're top. here it's we're been here. it's been a blast so far you guys have been great we're you're going to join us and you have a top that's close to your hearts that very you're going to be able to hearts yeah. yeah close to our arteries you might say you're yeah. going to be able to speak very um passionately about your topic mm-hmm. so we're going to do well, we'll uh, see. with hayden not here we're going to switch the order up a little bit don't want to put the pressure on you guys too much make you go mm-hmm. first so malcolm will go first with one top which is I'll just say toys. Toys. Right. Toys. We can do toys. Keep Two top simple. is... Sandwiches. Sandwiches. And then three top for me, I'm going to say Whole Foods. Whole Foods? Okay. Nice. So we'll, we're going to talk like Whole it. Foods. So one, one top. <laughs> one top. Malcolm, hit us. All right. So <clears throat> I'm going to list off tons and tons of toys that um, you guys would consider the most popular ever. And then name the one <laughs> that has... I think is a no-brainer for everyone this year. Um, but those toys include Super Soaker. I know we brought that up a little bit ago. Um, Rubik's Cube. We got the Hula Hoop. I think the first year it ever came out. I can't remember how many they sold, but they sold over a million. Jeez. All for just two bucks. Hmm. I don't know what they charged That's only for a two million profit, though. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head. That's a big one. Legos is still a big one. Obviously, um, etch a sketch, Hot Wheels, GI Joe, Transformers, Silly Putty. I only find Silly Putty at Cracker, I think Barrel. Cracker Barrel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. That was a big one. Oh, Radio Flyer. We we're talking about the wagon earlier. Yeah, Easy Bake Ovens. They're in the top ten. And then the other two that, if you look up any list of the top five toys, they're always at the top. It's a yo-yo, and a Barbie doll. Hmm. I'm gonna say uh, I don't know. For me personally, the one from that that was the biggest was the Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Yeah, because I, uh, I, I, I can solve a Rubik's Cube. It's not – everyone's like, oh, you must be so smart to be able to solve a Rubik's Cube. No, it's just like a – there's just steps to it that you have to remember. Mm-hmm. And that's how everybody solves a Rubik's Cube. Like nobody just sits there and is like, I see how these go and these go and these go. There's just steps involved in doing it. But I, I used to collect Rubik's Cubes when I was like in like early middle school, like early mid-middle school. So I'm going to go with Rubik's Cubes for that one. So somebody would hand you one, and you'd be like, "Yeah, I can I can only solve the three by three and the two by twos because there there are more like yeah, know, like four I've four, seen four by four, five by oh. five. I think they get up to like fifteen by fifteen. It's crazy now, but yeah, I can only solve three I by think three. I've seen by twenty. Two. Yeah, I've seen insane. the sphere like ones too. Yeah, it's because it's because uh, just like the the mechanics of how the cube works. Like you can't just make it like one that's shaped like a cube. It doesn't work out. Yeah, like it has to have that curvature to it just for it to work. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. It's nuts. This is from a Rubik's Cube collector, too. So. Yeah. I, yeah <laughs> cool. Yeah. I, I had this weird obsession with the Rubik's Cube in like middle school. Yeah. You got a favorite toy? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Legos off that list. Yeah? Yeah, I played a lot with Legos as a kid. My, I have three older sisters, and the oldest of my sisters was like um, always into like tinkering and stuff, and so mm-hmm. like Legos is our kind of way to connect, because she she's eight, eight years older than I am, so we never really had like a lot in common. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Legos are fun. I like. I have a um, Imperial Star Destroyer model, which was uh, really fun to put together. It's like uh, eleven hundred pieces or something. Jeez. Ooh. And, yeah. Man. 
yeah, that, series. The Legos were big for me too, and specifically like Star Wars Legos. Like that's mm-hmm. a big one growing yeah. up. Loved it. The Lego difference that you guys had growing up versus the Lego difference that I had. Like, yeah, you had what? Just the bricks, just regular bricks. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to make it Lincoln sound logs. like Lincoln logs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I played also with Lincoln, Lincoln logs. logs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to make it sound like Lincoln logs. Yeah, you make it. <laughs> but we didn't have the Star Wars battleship. You know, you only had Diplo, right? Yeah. <laughs> the, thick had, the thick blocks. Those thick blocks. You thick. had one Kit Fisto minifigure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> only one. No, no stickers. You only need one because Kit Fisto is the best Jedi. So I was fidgeting around looking for some notes. Did you say GI Joes on that list? Yeah, I did. Okay, that that would be mine. I thought I heard you say GI yeah. Joes. Yeah. Right next to Transformers. <clears throat> but the toy I'm gonna bring up, you guys have seen probably over a hundred already of. And just this year alone, oh, I, God, I can yeah. guarantee. So you already know exactly what it is. But I'm going to go ahead and talk about the inventor a little bit. So her name's Catherine Hedinger. Have you ever heard of this name? Well, uh, I, I saw a nerd writer video on this. Like oh, okay. a, guy, a guy on YouTube, he talked about this woman. Let's yeah. be clear that what you're talking about first. What are you talking about? Oh, a fidget spinner. Okay, okay. The fidget spinner. Yeah, just, we are. Yeah. <laughs> it, the elephant in the room. I, yeah, I mean, we haven't brought it up yet on the podcast, and I was wondering when it would come up, if it would just come up and have you heard. But... So funny you say that, because fidget spinners, I don't think, were a thing when we started the podcast on April 18th. I don't think they were as big, no. They yeah. were not. I, I remember seeing them, like, a year ago on, like, Facebook, and it was yep. like, it was like this, like, oh, they've made this new toy that's specifically for people with, like, ADHD or something yep, like that dude. to fidget with, and then, like, a year later... After remembering seeing like some random video on Facebook, they're huge. Everywhere. No, but when yeah. it happened, it happened. Yeah, yeah, that was a big boom. Yeah, like out of nowhere come kiosks and whatnot. Right. So, anyways, this lady Catherine, um, <clears throat> back in the early '90s, I guess she had some sort of autoimmune disease, and it was harder for her to play with her child at the time, and was trying to find ways she could play with her kid. But happened to be an engineer or in training to be one. And one of the toys she came up with was a circular device where you could spin it on your fingers. Okay. And figured that her daughter could play with it and she could play with it too. So anyways, she comes up with this toy. And I want to say it takes about four years. She came up with it around 93. So it takes her about four years from what I read to finally get it patented. But after that, she's realizing that the success of it doesn't isn't doing so well. It doesn't seem that great to everyone. Not everyone's picking up on it. She even had a chance to interview with Hasbro, but they changed their mind. They weren't interested in it at all. And this was when? The like late, late 90s. 90s. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I apologize. Hasbro um, was going to do it in the early 2000s. So, anyways... She decides to just let her patent expire and doesn't try renewing it, which apparently only cost her about $400 to renew it, but she was not interested in that at all. So now, she gets nothing. years later, she's not getting credit at all for it. You can look her up on simple Wikipedia, and if you f- ask Google who the inventor of the fidget spinner is, it'll probably credit her for it, but she's not making a single penny off of... All those toys that because you see she today. didn't have the active patent on it. Yeah, yeah, and other. Or I think the other thing the is, um, people who have researched the patent don't think she would have gotten enough credit for it. They think their the toy she came up with in the '90s is not similar enough to what 
everyone's playing with today. I mean, there it's an incredibly simple toy, though. It's just yeah. like skateboard bearings and a piece of plastic, right? Like that's that's all it is. Like mm-hmm. it's it's incredibly simple. Like I remember I went to the uh, the art today's fair. version of the pet rock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we went to the uh, I went to the arts fair in Lenore City a couple weeks back with my girlfriend and her family, and their little her little brother bought a fidget spinner that someone had 3D printed that morning and just popped in like skateboard like bearings into and hmm. sold for like eight bucks, which is insane. Wow. Yeah. So it, it's it's an incredibly simple toy. So. I mentioned earlier that we just got back from the beach and go to all the different places. Everywhere you go has fidget spinners for sale. Everywhere you go. Yeah. yeah. I, I just went to the beach recently and I had a similar experience. I mean, it was... You also found one at the bottom of your pool, right? Oh, yeah. I did find one. No <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I remember one time uh, a friend of mine uh, named Maddie, she went to go out there with her boyfriend because uh, my apartment building has a pool, but hers is on us. So she called me up. And she's like, hey, can we use your pool? I was like, yeah, whatever. And I walk out there with them, and we're just standing around talking, and I look down into the water, and there lies a fidget spinner <laughs> at the bottom of the pool. So I obviously jump in, and I grab the fidget spinner. <laughs> like like manna from heaven. Yeah. Uh, so that's that fidget spinner is, I think it's in my car. I was going to give it to like. Uh, it was meant to be. I was going to give it to one of my uh, like nieces or nephews. Yeah. yeah, right. I, I'm not going to keep it. <laughs> it's because you can't do any tricks. That's too crazy. <laughs> I don't really have a major problem with them. The The toys don't seem to make noise when you spin them. There are some kids who obviously are out of control with them, and they fly across the room. Um, so I guess that's why, that's why um, teachers are taking them away in school now. But get this, somehow the fidget spinners range in price from all the way from three dollars and four dollars to about a thousand dollars correct which is nuts and and i, I was so like it's already collector's edition fidget spinners yes. yeah i was when I, when I saw that i was like eh, that's whatever that's just like a ridiculous thing and then i got on this uh website that i often use to buy things called mass drop where they make like they buy things in wholesale as a group like it, it or it's a website that orchestrates people buying wholesale as a group so you get it for cheaper okay and they have like these expensive fidget spinners on there. Like you can bu- like you can go in on a drop where people buy like a five hundred dollar fidget spinner. I'm like, who? And it's like seven hundred people signed up to buy this. I'm like, who are you? Wow. <laughs> Who's buying that? Wow. And you know what? It's gonna be in a year worthless. Remember, on a couple episodes ago, a lot of episodes ago, I mentioned <clears throat> the internet that I do not know. Yeah. That he just described. Yeah. <laughs> right there. There's <laughs> a strange internet out there that's waiting and creeping. one small part of the internet I, I think, don't know. I think that's kind of like Beanie Babies. Like, everyone, like, in the 90s, I remember there was a big thing where Those everyone... Those ex- toys? Yeah, yeah. Everyone everyone expected them, to, like, to go up in value, and they they printed, like, books and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is how, many, how much money your Beanie Baby will be worth in 30 years or something like that. Dateline's done a special on it recently about how... Really? Yeah. It's nuts, because my mom it saved didn't... a bunch of Beanie Babies and threw away a bunch of stuff that was important to me from my childhood to save these beanie babies right and then how much are those beanie babies worth nothing right they oh, i worth... remember they i think a couple times mcdonald's made them a happy meal toy damn mm-hmm. right a lot i mean you take a chance on fads like that hoping yeah. that one day 25 years later it's going to be worth some money how but... many of them have panned out how many i want to know i mean quite a few really yeah i mean i mean not... i can't think of any off the top of my head well, pan- you're also well, only twenty. That's fair. So. <laughs> I don't think that Beanie Babies are going to pan out. Remember, right? no, they're not. Disco. You... Disco didn't pan out. Disco didn't pan out. That's true. <laughs> Disco. <laughs> yeah, but that's my one top. Just thought we should bring up fidget spinners and see. When I see kids them. with them or anybody with them, it 
I get angry because I didn't think of it. It seems not so simple. They, not because they have it. Not because they, I just get angry. Like really, real, really. I didn't know. It, I didn't know this every kid what? would think it's that. Fun. This is a what two hundred million dollar idea. Yeah, it has to be something around there. Those gas stations are selling. Gotta them. be kidding. Yeah. Anywhere you go. Any. I mean, I'm talking Walgreens yeah. to wherever. So it's one of those things that people are buying ironically to make like memes out of. I see that so much where people will buy one just so they can make a funny video or something with it, which happens extremely frequently nowadays. Well, it happens to everything in society where something reaches what's called a tipping point where it no longer becomes cool, where it's on the up and up and up and up and up, and then it reaches a point where so many people look at it. Kind of like, to be quite honest, what happened to me with Facebook. Mm. I didn't have Facebook by the time it was already at a billion users, and by that point, I was like... Forget it. No, it's yeah. too big for me. It's almost, almost too cool. Hmm. You know, like I that kind that. of thing. Like I, it's I don't know. It's kind of a psychological way of looking at it, but that it happens to a lot of things. So, I can get that. I can get that with pop music sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're just like, uh, I don't know. Like there's a lot of people that hate Taylor Swift because she's popular. There's exactly, a lot of people yeah. that, and that she was just first person that came to my mind because she's so uber popular. But you know, could apply that to anybody. Kanye West. You know, if you well, if you listen to things he says, you know, it might yeah. make you hate him. I don't but. know, but then you listen to his music, and it's like correct. So yeah, this is I good. Mean, he made correct. graduation, so right. <laughs> good point. College dropout. College dropout. Yeah, was the album. I'm, uh, I'm oh. gonna get it back for my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Mm-hmm. So good, good album. album. Good um, as well. Now that we're reviewing Kanye West albums, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Two Top. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good segue. Two Top. You guys. Oh man, Two Top. Near and dear subject. Two top. Yeah. All right, so I think we can all agree that my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is the best. <laughs> is that what we're gonna do? Okay, two tops not just about Kanye West. <laughs> Disagree one hundred percent. It's not the best, but it is one of. It's legendary. I'll give you one. Okay, one of. Yeah. Okay, uh, what's second then? One. Just of, real quick. Uh, second, I'm gonna go graduation. Own personal opinion. Yeah. I mean, college dropouts number one. I think it's pretty easy. I. In my book. I, I like graduation as well. I have called dropout right where I have late registration. Yeah, that's fair. Those two first albums are great. But yeah, that's my Kanye for you. <laughs> Wait, got, got a hot take? It's called dropout late registration. That's All right. where yeah, he loves us. That's where it stops. All right, all right. No, it's Jesus, guys. Kanye changes after that. <laughs> no. <laughs> he does change. He, he changes does. totally after late registration. He I does. like Pablo a lot, too. He changes a lot. Mm-hmm. Pablo was interesting. So Two Top had nothing to do about Kanye. <laughs> no, yeah, so Two Top... Um, <laughs> Levi and I, as I'm sure you've all figured out by now, do a podcast about sandwiches. And so our top is sandwiches. Mm-hmm. What are they? What is what is a sandwich? Will someone please tell us? We have not figured it out. You guys know what a sandwich is? What, what, in, in your guys' books, what classifies a sandwich? If I were to use my <clears throat> problem-solving brain about it, I would mm-hmm. say something that is between two other some things that is all edible together okay so it has to be edible yes so you, do yes. you would agree with that i'm also for it thinking... to be a a sandwich. sandwich i'm also thinking now that... i can sandwich something but that doesn't make it a sandwich okay what yeah. do you say malcolm no i'm thinking same thing with him except being a little more specific whatever's on the top and the bottom resemble each other okay that's fair. So it's, two, it's the... two two distinct things that take what I... away from my open face sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me posit this to you, right? You got 
bread. You got two okay. pieces of bread. Okay. One of them is white bread. One of them is wheat bread. You got like turkey in the middle. Is that a sandwich then? Still. Because it's bread, res- on, bread and bread. Bread's close. close they, res- they resemble yeah. each other. I'm thinking. So that would meet my definition of a sandwich as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yours uh, is a little bit broader than Malcolm. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Just wait, a little bit. In, I think that I could use a leaf and a leaf and put a caterpillar in between it, and it would be and a it'd sandwich. be a sandwich. That's good. Are you need that? I'm not going to. I'm, I'm saying gonna, if I was it's, trapped on an island, I would. Okay, that's if fair. caterpillars on islands. <laughs> what if the caterpillar is red? What if the leaf's red? And it's fall, and it's a nice season. <laughs> it's a nice season. You kick back, relax, wait on the rescue team. So yeah. are we way off with what we think a sandwich is? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think... You're in the ballpark. Okay. Because uh, you're obviously experts. I mean, you have a podcast Joe on and it. I have differing opinions on what defines a sandwich. So. In my um, high and mighty city on the pillar opinion, the ivory tower of sandwiches is two pieces of bread, n- not like... You know, any other garbage, it's got to be bread and anything that is food in between. I don't want to say edible because I can't remember who it was, but we were talking to them and they said, oh, so like FDA approved. I'm like, no, I'm not putting medicine in between two pieces of bread and calling it a sandwich. It's got to be food. Hmm. So you're taking the literal definition of the word edible because technically this table is edible. I'm taking, no, like it has to be Food, like food that you're supposed to eat, because you could technically eat. Yeah, you could technically eat. Like, because I said so it has to have nutritional value. Yeah, I said the word edible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna get more specific on that. Okay, and uh, got to be two pieces of bread. So, like a hot dog, is it a sandwich? Yes, if the bun is in two parts. Okay, what, what? about a taco? Taco's not a sandwich. Taco's a taco. A tortilla is not bread. Yeah, because tortilla and bread, I guess, are made in a different way under his description. So, but I, I, I think... Because the same ingredients doesn't mean you have the same product. So if I put peanut butter and jelly on a tortilla on one side, yeah. and then put another tortilla on top, what am I eating? You got a quesadilla, and a quesadilla is <laughs> not a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> or a Mexican pizza from Taco Bell, either of those... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but uh what do you got for that i, I, mean, I know you have a quesadilla <laughs> you, that's what you're eating, you're eating quesadillas for dinner i i think my mine's a little bit more vague uh i love the power of words okay and it is very what kind of garbage are you about to launch and, into? <laughs> <laughs> but it's a very it's a it's a very frequent uh usage of the word sandwiched to just mean stuck between two different things so I think taking – I like Malcolm's idea of the two things that had to be similar, but any two things with something in the middle is a sandwich. If it's just a pure sandwich, I don't know about that, but maybe you could modify it. So if two cars crash and there's a person in between, that's a car person sandwich. So a couple things. Okay. First of all, no. <laughs> You're just wrong. Oh. Okay, I have something for you, Joe. But have continue. have you guys? We talked about Adam Sandler earlier, correct? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever seen the movie with him and Damon Wayans, where Adam Sandler is a criminal and Damon Wayans is trying to drag him across the country? Con Air. Uh, no, it's <laughs> Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah, that's it's definitely Gosh, not. Gosh, I can't Air. remember the name of it. It's it's so funny. Anyway, <laughs> you saying this makes me think of a part in the movie. Where they go into a redneck hotel, like in the woods, and the, this guy asks them if he they want a little sandwich action. Oh no! You're a piece of white bread. I'm a piece of white bread. I'll be the salami in the middle. Good Good Lord. Lord. So by your definition, 
that's what that he's talking about. That's a sandwich. And that Adam Sandler reference. So what we're I think, I think alternative sandwiches. I think we'll call that a man love sandwich, though. That's not. What's <laughs> a man? Why, why don't we just call it a love sandwich. sandwich? You know, it doesn't have to have the gender modifier. <laughs> I don't. She just entered. 2017 with the rest of us, Levi. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sorry they're not PC enough for you. That's okay. Fine, thank you. I accept your apology. Moving on. So, second of all, you guys attack each other's definition of a sandwich. Then, yeah, we disagree. Yeah, it wouldn't be a good show if we agreed. On yeah, anything. if we agreed on anything, it wouldn't be worth it. That's they have true. that show. And it's called The View. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, what about what else about the sandwiches other than <clears throat> the definitions of a sandwich? I don't know. Joe, There's got to be different levels of a sandwich. That's that's very true. On our on our show, like I don't know, uh, very frequently on our show, I will plan a sandwich, and then something will go wrong with my plan, and it will end up just being something that's just a couple things in my apartment, and it's a very low level sandwich. Very frequently, it's so just, you guys have differing opinions on sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the worst sandwich he's ever brought onto the show? The worst one he's ever brought on the show. Oh. That doesn't meet your qualifications of a sandwich. Well, so far, everything's been above board. I think you brought... No, that's not true. You did bring a hoagie one. No, you made like a Philly cheesesteak one time. I made a Philly cheesesteak. And the bun was not split, so technically it was not a sandwich. Yeah. I remember you pointing that contention out. Yeah, it was connected, and I was like, uh, whatever. See, I was a little bit more laissez-faire about it. So, okay. So the way... The way that Subway makes their sandwiches now is wondering. not a sandwich, but the way that they used to with the U-gouge where they cut the middle out and then put the meat in and then put the t- piece of the bread on back on top of it. Like how uh, – what what who still does that? Jimmy John's? Yeah. yeah Jimmy John's does that. Yeah, yeah, they got it from Subway. I, I, so I, I that's, that's a sandwich, a... but the way that Subway folds it over is not. Under, yeah. under Joe's definition, yes, it is. Yep. See, I don't think I ever specified that it has to be two distinct pieces. Like they have to just like – it's just something – Sandwich between two other. So things. a euro, I would call. I, yeah, I think I would call a euro a, a sandwich. I call a euro a euro. Yeah, I, okay, but euro bread is very similar. It's it's pita bread. It's bread. So then you do think a calzone is a sandwich? I think you could call it a sandwich. I think you. I think you would need a modifier for it though. That's like saying is a wolf a dog. Like I feel like I'm more on Levi's side than I am on your side. Like you're, you're, you're being a little bit too more too literal with gotta have bread and it's gotta be food. If we don't have bread and we don't have food, we have a stack, and a stack is not a sandwich. <laughs> okay, Joe. Well, next time you say two things sandwiched between, like something sandwiched between something, thing, I'm call, I'm calling on no. I'm on saying it. the word can be adapted to different things. I'm not saying we can't use sandwich as a term for describing. A circumstance in which one thing is between two similar things. <laughs> I'm saying if I walked into a restaurant and said, Hi, I would like a sandwich, and they handed me a car crash, I would be a little <laughs> bit upset. Wouldn't you? Okay, I, I guess I that's would expect fair. food. Yeah, but you're going to order a specific car crash. But under the great umbrella or the philosophy of what is a sandwich. <laughs> I don't think I don't think a restaurant's gonna. You're be not as vague. you're not willing to go as far out as any two things. Yeah, get philosophical here, Joe. No, I mean we can. We've discussed alternative sandwiches before, where it's not bread, but the concept still applies. Like an Oreo is an alternative sandwich. And again, talking about Sean Spicer, <laughs> uh, Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one took me a while. Yeah, there you go. Everyone, I think everyone gets it now. <laughs> that was going with Killian Conway. So. An Oreo is not a sandwich. It's a cookie. 
No, it's a sandwich. It's a cookie sandwich. You got two cookies with icing sandwich between. Yeah, I, I, I'd call an Oreo sandwich easy. Alternative sandwich. <clears throat> and the two parts of it, like, the two cookie parts aren't connected, like yeah. you said. Yeah. Which I don't understand. <laughs> so sometimes, depending on how Subway cuts open their bread. Literally, yes. Depending on how they do it. Yeah. They either have... I, a Joe sandwich or a Levi sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My That's my fair. roommate, um, when I was explaining this to him, he often gets fed up with my definitions because he can't handle it. And he uses the idea of, if I took a loaf of bread and made two cuts in that loaf of bread, would that be a sandwich? And yeah, I think it would be. <laughs> because you'd have three pieces you'd of bread. You'd have three pieces of bread. It's not a sandwich. Tell well, me the bread sandwich isn't a thing. I mean, I guess it's under my definition that is a sandwich. That's just a terrible, terrible sandwich. I never said it was a good sandwich. Oh I, I don't want to spoil your show, but wasn't there a sandwich called... The Desert Storm? Desert, Desert know, Storm. The Desert Storm, which was... Uh, Three pieces of white bread. Yep. Yep. That's it. That's that was it. it. And, and, Joe, and Joe suffered through it. It was brilliant. But I made my point, and <laughs> it all worked out in the end. Major point that what? <laughs> <laughs> that three pieces of bread is a sandwich. What cause were you fighting for? That three pieces of bread is a sandwich. Okay. Do you, do you, do you feel proud that you fought that war? No. What would you, <laughs> you even have to drink with that? Uh, root beer. Oh. Yeah, so, you know, it worked out. Yeah. Well. All right. Uh, do you want to take a little bit of a break before uh, three talk? Let's do, let's do that. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's incorporate some sandwich cast okay. things like a break. Like a ding ding. Alright, so we're back on for three top. Now that three we've top. got we've got the sandwich discussion out of the way. Yeah. I don't know. I think we could talk about sandwich philosophy for a while. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's just it, it never goes anywhere because it's just at the end of the day it's a matter of opinion. At the end of the day, it's I'm right and you are gonna <laughs> learn to accept that one of these days. Never. Series finale yeah, Levi comes around. Serious finale, uh, yeah. Two more, two, two more episodes, and Joe convinces me we end the podcast. Yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to keep listening though. It's gonna it's mm. gonna go interesting to, places for the different types of sandwiches that are brought on, and and we're gonna we're gonna push. I, I think we have plans to push the format a little. There's bit. one yeah. that you ate. I can't think of what where it was like falling apart in your hands. Oh was it the yeah, the marshmallow one. Yeah, I tried to make a s'more sandwich. S'more I, sandwich. I I. It was like a grilled cheese, but instead of cheese, I had um, marshmallows and chocolate. That thing was a mess. But it tasted so It was so just like this. Good. It sounded like it was amazing. It was like this <laughs> clump of just marshmallow and melted chocolate and just like fried bread. Nothing like, wrong with that. Yeah, it was insane. Because like he would pick it up and it was just like falling apart. Chocolate marshmallow bread pudding. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that was the last thing I ate before I had to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know why we True. laughed at that, but. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, three top. Well, you got stabbed with a flip flop, so it's your yeah, own. that one hurt. Yeah. Anyway, so we're gonna talk about Whole Foods. You guys ever shopped at Whole Foods? I've never stepped foot in Whole Foods. I've been once. What was your impression? It's for rich white people. Okay, <laughs> I've never been in a Whole Foods. You ever been in a Whole Foods? Yeah. What's your impression? I mean, it's all right. I it's I guess it like he said almost except a different way. It's an uppity market. Okay. Yeah. It it, it is kind of one of those uppity. I mean. The thing is, uh, I'm a college student, so I'm I, I I buy groceries on a budget. Yeah. So I'm going to like the cheapest place I can find, like food. Stores. I mean, I know it's a grocery store. Yeah. I'm not a total idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, wait, wait, we weren't calling you. Yeah, back. I was just I was just saying that that's the reason I don't really know much about it or never been there. 
because uh, it's a little bit expensive. Well, I thought that it was a place where you would only get like organic food. That's where I was like, oh, well, I think I that's I the main no, part of it. No need to go. Kind of yeah. like Fresh Market or something. Well, Fresh Market, I think I can get some, you know, fresh beef or you know yeah. ribs. Yeah, I guess it's just the name of it. It really yeah, is. It's just the name. Yeah, yeah. The whole foods in. Yeah, I think they're right. Like Food City, you don't expect to see uh, mayor in there and. Uh, town hall and everything. Right, right. It's true. So, did you guys hear the stuff that why Whole Foods is in the news? Yeah, because uh, didn't uh, <clears throat> Amazon acquire yeah. them? Yeah. Amazon. Did you hear the number? No. 13 million? You're close. 13.7 billion. Ah, wow. That is so much money. Why? So, last episode, yes. episode nine, we talked about. Online shopping and omni-channel yep. merchandise and omni-channels for companies to capitalize on, right? Yeah. Episode one, or episode three, we talked about Amazon taking over the world one day. We okay. did. Now, I think I even mentioned... On episode nine, yeah. you made the exact statement, it's not like you can order produce <laughs> from your house. I did say that. <clears throat> not four days later... <laughs> Jeff Bezos and Amazon purchase Whole Foods. Yeah. And their goal ultimately is to go to lineless, registerless stores. That'd be insane. What? Like, so you. Would it? Okay. Wait, hold on. There's there's no cashiers, no registers, no lines. Period. Amazon has a store like this in Seattle. I we think we talked about. Yeah, the we store. did talk about RFID that. chipped. Mm-hmm. Everything's linked, to, you know, to your location. And when you walk out the door, it geolocates and takes it out of your wallet. Yeah, okay? it, it just takes out, it out of your, your Prime account. account. Okay. So imagine every Whole Foods being like that. Imagine grocery shopping that way, where you fill up a cart and walk to your car. So let that sink in for a second, okay? Let that sink in. That that's ultimately why Amazon went this direction or at least that's a lot of so the theory smart. so told you they're gonna rule the world one day i'm curious so. what, uh, how expensive the rfid technology is i know it's not super expensive no but it is crazy expensive it is yes to put that on every single product that's why when doctor's offices or dental offices actually get it there they feel like they've made it because it's that simple badge type of technology yeah. Where you know everything has a chip in it. Yeah, but the, they're making the bat. I, I understand. Like maybe the reader was probably expensive, but it's like putting it on every like. If you ha- every head of lettuce has an RFD chip on it, is that going to be super expensive? Is that going to up the price of lettuce? Well, like, oh, would, I, would, I see what you're saying there. Yeah, would um, that make the all? Like, would that make that store just entirely more? expensive? I think that would factor into the company's overhead costs in a different way. Yeah, that's fair. Because a lot of the other costs would be driven down, like payroll of cashiers and all these other things mm-hmm. that would be driven down. That it would just be worked into an overhead. Um, bucket of the accounting balance sheet. Yeah, you would save a lot of money that way. <clears throat> anyway, because most money goes into labor, so like most controllable expense by yeah. any business is payroll. Yeah, exactly. By far the that. most controllable expense. So anyway, talk about Whole Foods for just a second. I already gave you the mm-hmm. end of the tunnel for Amazon. Apparently, their major mistake, and this is a self-admitted mistake, and this is crazy coming from someone who's worked in customer service retail industry for my good good portion of my adult life. Their major mistake was prioritizing their employees over their customers. Oh, my God. And that's a self-admitted, 100% self-admitted mistake by this guy, John Mackey, who's the CEO of Whole Foods, who still for now still has his job, even though they've been purchased. That sounds like a terrifying thing to say. That's like uh, 
talk about a terrifying thing to hear. Yeah, you worked for that company. Exactly. Like we've that, been we've been prioritizing you way too much over our customers. And it, I think that's that's a big thing about the, the, our march towards automation is just the fact that we are prioritizing convenience over how our economy works. Yeah. We've, over that, over the human element of anything. Yeah. Whether it be a mm-hmm. face-to-face conversation or a whatever. Yeah, it's kind of nuts how... Talk to a cashier to ring out your groceries. And that, and, that, and now our business practices are going to reflect that in a very dramatic way, it seems like. So that's what their self-admitted uh, major mistake was. And the, what they feel that is what led to sales falling for seven consecutive quarters and losing nearly 14 million customers in traffic in their stores I think in a I, year. I think it might be more just their rep. They have a rep as being like the really expensive store. Like they... Yeah. they like in the media, you hear jokes constantly. It was like, "Oh, here's Whole Foods." Like, freaking South Park had an entire season based around the plot. Like, thing was that they had to get a Whole Foods, and they call it Whole Paycheck. Yeah, is a like cultural joke about Whole Foods. Exactly. So it'll take your whole paycheck. I think that I think that's where they got killed. I don't think they got killed on the the fact that oh man, we focus too much on our employees. That's probably something that helped them. Also, you don't hear about too many people compared to I don't know two three years ago the like organic craze i think it's died down a, at least a little bit well the competition has kind of ramped up you're, also true i can tell you're into podcasting because your segues are pretty spot on so they lost those 14 million customers to places like wegman's kroger and other major stores that are ramping up their organic selection their organic selection and or their marketplace type stores mm. I just think of one that it was recently built in Knoxville, the one in Farragut, that Kroger place in Knoxville. Yeah, in yeah, oh, yeah. By, yeah, I, I work right by it. So, by the French Market. So picture that. Yeah, by one. the French Market. Like that's all Kro- new Krogers these days. Yeah, everyone, everyone in Farragut shops that Kroger. Yeah, Marable and it just got a new one. Too. And it competes directly with Whole Foods mm-hmm. because they have an entire section, like nine, ten aisles of everything that Whole Foods yep. carries. So again, people are just choosing another place to shop. Yeah, plus Kroger is already more of an established brand. I feel like than. Whole Foods. Whole Foods. So yeah. all the all these all these places that are already established brands and they're starting to offer the same thing that Whole Foods has to offer. So it's like exactly. We're so gonna, while you're there, yeah. Well, well, get well that's that's debatable. I say that just because of a, a number I'm staring at. I mean, it's close. They're more established, but it's close as far as their sales. Well, revenue. I mean, also for all the rest of them. I mean, maybe Kroger and and uh, Whole Foods are similar themselves, but all all of their combination combined versus just Whole Foods. Like it's going to slowly spread out as as more mainstream. Well, brands. And that's what I meant to his comment about how the competition has gotten ten times what it was. Yeah, exactly. Just a few years ago, when the organic thing started to boom. But um, there's top three reasons that were given that people disliked Whole Foods, or these apparently these 14 million people are fleeing it. So they say the stores were cramped and uninspiring. I've never been in a Whole Foods, so I, can't, I guess I can't really that's, speak to that. I mean, uh, who I, who I, goes I to a grocery store to be inspired when they shop though, like? I mean, inspiring sounds like a focus uh, group word that whoever like did that used. But I mean, I I get going into the Whole cr- Foods and it's like this is kind of tight. I don't, yeah. you know. I guess I can see a place that would be kind of ins- like a little bit like. Have you guys ever been to a world market? No, no. Okay, well, it, when you walk into I a world have. market, it's very internationally based. Like it's about having much different products, and it really reflects in like their design and stuff. And it's like, oh man, I can buy something from anywhere in the world right now. And I can see how that maybe that's a good example. That, that's maybe a little bit more inspiring. It's like, oh, I'm a very worldly person versus you walk into Whole Foods and there's just a bunch of products everywhere. And well, like the, branding is important because um, I mean I used to work at Target and like if you're in a Target, you know you're in a Target. 
because you everything's red mm-hmm. or, or like white and you have that like color scheme and all the employees are dressed the same way and you know where you are and with whole foods you only kind of knew you were in a whole foods because your wallet just got a lot lighter okay i think That's the fair. other thing though would be lighting in the store i think a, a store like Wal- walmart or target the lights are super bright yep <clears throat> i can definitely feel see like that. you have more space i can see you guys giving examples of how you could feel a certain version of the word inspired or inspiring from a, an experience in a store, but who goes to stores looking for that? No, I'm not saying see, I do. I don't think you're looking for it, but I think it's one of those subconscious things that in that it kind of inspires your purchase, even if you're not even aware of it. Mm. So like, like, like you, you enjoy being an X store, more but than it's in y your conscience enough to where the first, when you're asked to complain about it, it's the first thing that comes out as number one. Well, well, also, maybe stuff. like I feel know. like they might have been asked if they felt inspired by the right. store. Right, that question. does sound like a that sounds that sound like a focus. Group that would question. make sense. Yeah. So I'm, I I don't know if that was what they were asked, but yeah, if they were like, "Hey, did you feel inspired?" I'm like, "Oh, I guess not." That's a leading question. It yeah. is a leading question. <clears throat> but did number ask, two, but that's that's kind of how focus groups work. Well, they ask a bunch of those questions. The names of the two places that they directly listed versus the stores cramped and uninspiring complaint was mm-hmm. kroger you've heard of kroger yeah. have you guys ever heard of price chopper no yeah uh, you have yeah it's out west right it's Hold on, in the midwest. It, midwest say that again price chopper like chopping uh, prices i think i've seen something like it there's a huge well price chopper was big in my hometown in kansas i got into a big car wreck where i crashed into their sign Oh, nice. <laughs> it was bad. I've never heard of My mom was in the life. car. So they it. have one of those big signs like Target does? or Yeah, it was, a big, it was a big talk sign like that. Like oh, one my. of those big, giant, 80-foot tall signs. And you didn't see it? No, I saw it. I turned in front of a car, and it hit us, T-boned us, and forced sandwiched us you. into the sign. It sandwiched, it sandwiched <laughs> us. Okay, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The sign and the car T-boning you are not even close to being the same. So let's walk that back a little Whatever, bit. Whatever, Joe. The moral of the story is I pulled out of somebody in front of somebody when I was 14 and got my mom put to the hospital. Jeez. Mm. I was scared That's to why death. you never pull out. I was scared to death. Thank you for leaving it there. Because I was talking about my mom. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, but Price Chopper. You guys never heard of Price Chopper? No, never in my life. Yeah. Not, not for a second in my life. It's a, it's a chain of grocery stores. It's a lot like Kroger. It's in yeah. the Midwest. Hmm. Like Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, Kroger does yeah. seem like the trendy place to go right now. Piggly yeah, because they kind of reinvented themselves, and it's been working in their favor. Yeah, they used to be kind of a lame, like kind of like a really that marketplace old thing. Did it? Yeah, the My Kroger go-to. marketplace. Yeah, the mm-hmm. one in Farragut. It's the Kroger marketplace. Mm-hmm. My go-to right now is probably Publix, but I don't think it's up here yet. But you know where they well, kind of the- stole that idea from? Do you guys? Can you remember a Walmart store that wasn't a super Walmart? Being as young as you are, yes, no. never. Yes, I can. I cannot. Where I have you seen one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one in Alcoa is not a Super Walmart. Well, okay, okay, the one that just says Walmart and it doesn't say Super Walmart, like one that's an actual just a Walmart that doesn't have groceries in it. Oh no, My, is no, that no. what defines a Super Walmart? Well, that's an old school Walmart was just a department store that didn't have groceries, mm-hmm. like a Kmart, oh, like so. like the original kind of Kmart, because Kmart is also upgraded to having mm-hmm. groceries too. Correct, because they yeah. had to. And same with Target, I get, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you still see regular Targets. 
more compared than super targets. Yeah, yeah, I have seen a couple regular targets. But they've stopped branding them super targets, or is, and they're just like regular yeah. targets now. Okay. Well, and then Walmart exploded onto the scene when they started the super center idea. Walmart super center, yeah. and, and they, they have restaurants, super centers everywhere. Is yeah. that the one where they have like restaurants and then like banks, banks and, and yeah. McDonald's, McDonald's and Subways yeah. and whatever? You know? Yeah, there used to be. Chinese massage parlors, you know. Yeah, in this, in our city, there used to be three subways because there was a subway in like the Walmart, and there was two subways out in the city, which is insane. Nice, you just described Udawa. Udawa, really. <laughs> so number two, the reason that people hated Whole Foods, or at least they said that it sucked, was quality was excellent, but the taste of most things was bland and dry. So they're complaining about organic food as a whole, I guess? I I think, yeah. Yeah, I think they're just... What kind of questions? They're just complaining about kale. Yeah, they're just like, oh, I bought bought all this kale for it. I enjoyed it, but I was like, it tasted terrible. All this kale tasted awful. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's on them for whatever they bought. But then number three is obvious, something we've already talked about, organic like quote-unquote organic and fresh is no longer a differentiator places like kroger places like aldi places like walmart have all expanded those sections Mm. and they have just as many aisles of that type of stuff at 15 percent cheaper than whole foods yeah i mean it's literally it's like hayden's argument about the elliptical with the 300 300 pound elliptical that's being shipped for free what do you expect me to do Mm. like I don't want to take business away from the stores, but what do you expect me to do? Convenience in that is the number one way to lower prices. Yeah, and get, get right. more people. It's obvious, especially in grocery stores. But at the so. same time, uh, we'll pay more for convenience. Uh, we'll pay a little bit more convenience, but there's a line. I feel like Whole Foods isn't going to fix its problems just by making everything automated. Well, they don't have to now because Amazon's going to do it for. Well, them. I mean, yeah, but I, I, I feel yeah, like I, I feel like that's not the best buy on Amazon's part unless they're going to change what the store buys or it's. Ch- I feel like they have to, right? If I think well, they might do the opposite direction of Whole Foods from where they take it into a grocery store into like a department store. Yeah, I'm curious. Know. You're saying all these things about Whole Foods. People complain about, but what does Amazon plan to do to change their opinions on this? I well, guess... I mentioned no cashiers, no registers. Making right? it yeah. more convenient. Yeah. Wipe out registers from every grocery store that you've ever seen and then imagine how much more space you have. That's true. And imagine, like, an Amazon-branded store. I don't know about you guys, but, like, walking in and seeing the black and yellow logo and, like, the... People like Amazon. Yeah, like, that'd be... I think that'd be cool. Like that would The be thing about store. Amazon that's so freaking awesome is you expect them to do the things right. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't expect them to screw things up. Like, when they do something like this, you expect it to be awesome. Yeah, because their products yeah. have been pretty spot on so far. Like, even their, like, streaming service is pretty good. From my experience, it's not super big, but like everything they've done so far has been a hit. Well, and they've got the resources to fix it if they don't have it right at the very first. But I think the idea of a drone dropping off a bag bag of tomatoes at my front door is insane but possible. Yeah, for sure. I think that is an inevitable future, like how we were talking about. I think in, uh, the su- in this last part, yeah, yeah, about how this like this march of technology is just inevitable. So we said that Amazon bought so pop quiz time. How much did they buy? 13, Whole Foods for thirteen point seven. Thirteen point seven. Good memory. So Whole Foods in la- I don't remember if it was two thousand sixteen or two thousand fifteen. I would venture to say fifteen because they wouldn't release the sixteen sales data this soon. Mm. But fifteen point eight billion dollars was their sales. For who? Amazon? Whole Foods. Whole Foods? Last year. Just Whole Foods, okay? Yeah. Kroger was sixteen billion. That's yeah, that's close. Yeah, that's that 
That's that's really close. That's close. Way so, closer than I expected. Closer than I thought it would be. Yeah. And how much did Amazon buy it for? Thirteen percent. Jeff Bezos is so smart. Man. <laughs> He's already two billion in the profit with revenue to what he bought the company for. Now, granted, he has to take on debts, and that's not a apples to apples comparison of what yeah. he bought it for to what the revenue is. But you got to be kidding me. I'm he, also thinking some of it's under the table. Not not another two billion, but but revenue is also not profit. Yeah. So yeah. I can be clear that understand. I understand the distinction <laughs> yeah, between yeah, revenue yeah, yeah. and profit. But that was wow. So they're more than likely going to do the no cashier thing. I talked about going to go to private label, more private label stuff, and then the crazy thing, like we mentioned about the bags being carried to your doors. What are they going to carry like on Amazon as opposed to mm. from Whole Foods? Mm. Like are they going to take Whole Foods brands that they now have and offer those like on Amazon Prime to be ordered? Or is it going to be uh, – so that's – they're trying to – all that's in contention right now. Yeah, but. there might be a little bit of brand exclusivity there. Like you have to go to the store to buy this. Right. Or maybe something like that. Maybe at first just to maybe almost advertise their new product because – if they implemented the no cashiers thing, like I would honestly go to that Whole Foods once just because I'm like, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I might not be a return customer. So I'm curious how much they would just see a boost from just like well, they're gonna the gimmick. S- they're going to try to lower prices. There yeah. are, they already instituted 365 stores in the country that had just basically out of the box lower prices than what the rest of their chain had. It was like a pilot group of stores. Okay. Um, but they're sticking behind the mantra or the idea or whatever you want to call it of that they only sell products that are free of artificial preservatives, colors, flavors, sweeteners, and hydrogenated fats. Although you're not going to improve your food quality that way. <laughs> <laughs> like people are still going to complain about that food. What kind of good sandwich can you make that's free of all those things? See, I don't know. The bread I use is as white as yeah. just – I'll get out. It's and it's got plenty of preservatives in there. You know, right. yeah, you can't make a good sandwich out of that. And I dare someone to prove me wrong. I mean, because sandwich, you got you got bread that's carbs, you got cheese that's fat, and you got protein. And it's, I mean, the protein's all right, but it's it's not a very healthy food. Yeah, and it's fundamentals. So something interesting I'm in about this whole deal is um, I've never. I've ordered plenty of stuff on Amazon, but I've never talked to anyone face-to-face, customer service-wise. Mm-hmm. And you know how Target will have that customer service desk, Walmart will too. I'm interested to see what Amazon is thinking about putting a customer service area in those stores where you're not just talking about whatever produce they're selling and whatnot, but you get to go up to them and talk about your Prime account and explain whatever to them and see what you can do to get this fixed or go ahead and talk about an order um or do returns or do a return oh, that'd be interesting yeah from your we handle purchase. the returns <laughs> we handle that's the true. returns that's did true. you that's, hear our last yeah. episode about our online shopping and the returns uh no but I, take time I, to listen to it are you are you, talk, are you talking about how uh i mean department stores will have to do the returns from online like I, I know hayden's complained to this about, yes about department this stores have to do it but i want to invent a company that create like solves that problem that okay. takes that takes care of, i'm the middleman for the returns all right because you don't want the you don't want the actual stores to be responsible for those online i just returns. don't want them to have to worry about it i don't want the yeah. customer to have to go to the mall to return it or ship it back i want them to have to make an appointment with me and i'll take care of it okay that, yeah that'd be a cool idea for if i if i hell yeah if i could come up with a way for the company to pay my salary <laughs> like I, have, I have partnerships with all these companies and i do all these different transactions for them, whatever if you got but, amazon on board Think about this, though. I was thinking about when I was on vacation. What if we got Uber on board? 
Oh man. What yeah, if, you what if we just said, Lyft? let's use your Uber fleet for all these returns, so that way there's always a driver close to somebody that's going to make a, a request yep. for, ding, ding, ding. Oh, screw Uber. All you need is Tesla, self-driving cars. <laughs> oh, my gosh. See, he's trying to eliminate jobs. I'm trying to create jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Efficiency, man. He wants March a car that can create a conversation with itself. I mean, kind of. <laughs> I get lonely on road trips. All the, all the cars will start talking to each other, and then they'll just decide Didn't that. the Night Rider? The Night Rider could have done that, and that was in the 70s. <laughs> no, Night Rider was the guy. Kit was the car. Oh, you're right. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I, that was a weird Th- thing to get defensive about. No, but... That was a very needed or, correction. What, what's, the, what's the car from uh, Kung Fury? Herbie? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like the Hasselhoff 9000 or something like that. It's a car. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a car embodied with the soul of David Hasselhoff. That's perfect. I can talk. <laughs> you guys ever seen Kung Fury? No. no. Yeah, it's, it's an a good movie. It's like, it, well, it's like a 25-minute short, but it's just they take every single trope from 80s movies and they put them into one 25-minute trope. It's like, incredible. Hmm, it's nice. wild. It's I think absolutely I like wild. It. Sounds like a, it's got David Hasselhoff in it. So. Yeah, he's he's just the voice of a car, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I... I'd be interested. I'd like you guys to listen to yeah, the I need to finish online that episode. thing. Yeah, Being as I... much of into the online stuff as you guys are. You, I said if I had to guess, you guys have ordered something on Amazon before, right? Yeah. And you're like, yep, yep. So Yep, yep. Definitely yep, do. Yep. Have something shipping here tomorrow. Yeah. From Amazon. <laughs> so you, you apply. Yeah, You exactly. apply to, to the test group. I've had, so. a, I've had a Prime memberships pretty much since they started Prime memberships. So I imagine you're going to be in on the know when you can get groceries online yeah and and i've thought about before because uh amazon already has the amazon pantry for ordering groceries online and like things that come automatically Mm -hmm. and they have those little buttons so when you run out of something you click it and then and two days later then that thing will be at your house again right and there's some markets where it can be in two hours yeah yeah exactly in like huge metropolitan cities it's insane right so it'll 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 be really cool to see how that progresses and like that's that commercial with reggie miller during the, the ncaa playoffs where he's like in his kitchen, and he drops his Coke, and he says, Alexa, order me more Coke. Yeah. And it's going to be yeah, there yeah. in two hours, and he doesn't have to move. That's insane. Well, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> cool. I, didn't, I didn't know. You got any more with your three yeah. top? No, I've got nothing else. Literally nothing else. We could talk about Amazon forever, but it's late. It is late. We've, it is late. We've, we've, should, we, should we slurp? We've blinked <laughs> we've three hours. Yeah, we should do a ceremonial slurp. I don't have yes. a drink. Um, you can do, get, do it with your mouth. Foley it. You can get I'm one. I'm going to foley it. Oh, man. Is that, are you going to do two? Yeah, you know I am. We're going to do <laughs> faux slurps here? Yeah, we are. Foley. Like yeah, Foley art. F-A-U-X slurps? Okay, Foley is a, uh, a sound designer on a movie set. Foley? So he, he's the guy who does the, sa- the special effects, like someone walking down the hall. That's a Foley artist who makes those sounds. Okay. All right, so we're going to Foley it. Uh. hey everyone thanks for listening as always we love to hear your feedback do us a favor and go to your facebook instagram or twitter and click that like and follow button for all your episode updates and releases like us at the big red van podcast on facebook follow us on instagram and twitter at the big red van pod and as always you can just send us an old-fashioned email at the big red van podcast at gmail.com thanks for listening and it means the world just share us with a friend